Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. Did you know that we have a fun collection of clothing you can wear? Check out our collection by visiting sleeptightstories.org and clicking Merch. Thank you. Last chapter, we saw Tucker and Vinny argue about saving Susan and then decide that they needed to work together to try and help the cats in Cat City. Julian is ready to open the gate and let the rats in and make himself the new king of Cat City. Susan finally gets to the shore and sees a large number of rats there waiting. She quickly decides she's got to do something. In this chapter, Susan is running away from the rats. Now that she has their attention, she hopes that she can lose them in the maze, and then they will not be able to find their way to the city. Susan gets away from the rats and recognizes where she is and then heads to Kai's house to help. Once she is there, she heads for the gate, but wonders, is she too late? Cat City, chapter 17 and 18. Susan listened, hoping beyond hope as she fled the first few feet, hearing nothing behind her and worrying suddenly she accomplished nothing after all. Until she heard them coming, as though all of them were following her, their claws scrambling on the rock. She risked a look over her shoulder and ran harder. Hundreds of eyes were getting closer and closer, their silence turning to shrieks and piercing squeals as they chased her. Susan ducked into a corridor she hadn't used yet and kept running. The rats were fast, but she was bigger. Still, she knew her energy would run out very quickly and adrenaline was the only thing keeping her feet flying. She threw another look over her shoulder and saw the rats were falling back. Susan rounded another corner and kept going. Her plan was simple. If she could run them around the maze long enough and around enough corners, Maybe she could get them as lost as her, so they wouldn't be able to get to the city after all. She slowed at one point and turned around. The rats were farther behind than she liked. She waited for them to catch up a bit. What's the matter? She called down the tunnel. Can't keep up? The rats surged after her, and the chase was on again. Susan tired rapidly and decided to put an end to it 
she was all turned around as well and could only hope the effort she made would be of some help. She found a corner, slipped around it, and waited. The rats surged past her at a dead run, squeaking and hissing, their eyes not once leaving the corridor ahead of them. Stupid rats, she thought. Susan waited a full minute after the last rat had passed to peek out and check. The rats were gone. She heaved a sigh of relief and looked around, quickly deciding the tunnel she was in was the only safe one to take and started out. And almost immediately ran into rats. Fortunately for her, there were only a handful and they didn't see her. She froze, crouching against the wall as the rats skittered on ahead of her. She watched them go, trying to decide whether to turn around or keep going after them. The rats were almost out of sight. Taking a huge risk, she stood up and followed. Susan could hear them chattering and squeaking up ahead, but she couldn't make them out. She followed as far back as she dared, not wanting to lose them. It was her guess that these rats either were leader rats or knew where they were going, or were deserters looking for an exit. Either way, she figured it was her best bet to see where they went. She was so intent on keeping up with them, she almost missed a familiar sight. Susan just glanced to her left and realized she was walking past her cell. Her heart lifted. I know where I am, she thought, excited. Susan hung back and waited a moment to be sure the rats were farther ahead before easing open the door and looking in. Sure enough, it was her familiar prison. Susan resisted jumping up and down in joy, but only barely. She quickly left the cell and began to run. Within moments, she was at the door to Kai's house. She pushed against it, hoping to force it open, but found it unlocked. She slipped into the library where she and Tucker confided in the counselor. It was empty. Not even any food left, she thought, stomach turning, remembering the yummy stuff that had been on the table only a short time before. Susan shook her head and made her way through the house. It was very quiet. She found the front door and looked out. Cats ran everywhere in a seeming panic. 
She hoped that meant Vinny raised the alarm after all. But it also meant the front door was out. She hunted some more, frantic now. She needed to get to the gate. Time was running short. As if in response to her thought, the grandfather clock in the front hall began to toll the hour. There has to be another exit, Susan thought, besides into the tunnels. Even as she thought it, she found it. The back door opened onto a quiet alley. Susan looked out both ways before exiting. She went to one end and peeked out. That street led down into the center of the city. Susan could only guess the gate would be on the outside. She ran to the other end and was rewarded. The gate was in plain view, an unmistakable, a big, thick silver structure shining softly in the permalight. Susan, throwing caution to the wind, headed for it at a dead run, not caring that the cats she ran past stared at her. She made it to the gate, panting and gasping, her feet aching from tripping on stones and cracks in the street, socks almost completely torn away. She caught her breath as she took in what happened. Two guards lay still on the ground at the gate. Susan ran towards the traitorous Captain Julian, but too late. As she neared him, her hands reached out to grab him. He released his spell, and the gate began to open toward him. The rats came flooding in. Tucker arrived just in time to see a column of rats come through the now-open gate. He couldn't see past it, but knew Julian had to be on the other side of the large door. Ignoring the rats who tried to take him down, Tucker bounded his way through them, sometimes over their backs, until he reached the inside of the open gate and received a huge surprise. Susan held a spitting and slashing Julian by the scruff of the neck. Bad kitty, she said as she shook the furious cat. Bad, bad kitty. Julian howled at her and managed to get his claws into her wrists. Susan cried out but shook him again and he let go. Susan, Tucker cried. She looked over at him and burst into tears. Tucker, I couldn't stop him in time. He made it to her side. Hold him, Tucker said. I need to get help. We need to close the gate first, Susan insisted. Tucker bounded away, called behind him saying, I can't, I'll be back. Just make sure you hold him. He finished just as he made it to the guardhouse. He's not going anywhere, 
he heard her call after him. Tucker made it to the top of the tower in record time. His heart lifted. The rats were in, but Susan was alive, and Vinny would be at the tunnel by now with fighters. Tucker couldn't close the gate. His magic wasn't keyed to it. The only duty of gatekeeping he hadn't been allowed. He needed reinforcements. All he could do was to warn the city. Tucker skidded to a halt next to the huge horn standing at the top. To his knowledge, the horn was only ever used once, long ago before the city moved. Tucker gathered his power and blew the horn. The sound rose from the top of the tower, carrying from one end of Cat City to the other. Tucker, standing next to it, covered his ears by burying his head in his forearms. It was so loud. He waited for the last note to die before spinning and running back down to Susan. He emerged from the tower to see the rats frozen in place. Not from magic, he knew, but from fear. Their column halted from the first note, and Tucker could already hear the howling of approaching cats coming to answer the horn. He bounded up to Susan just as Julian twisted free and attacked, howling in fury and frustration. You think you've stopped us? He landed on her shoulders. You've done nothing. Cat City will be mine. Tucker flew at Julian and landed on him, his weight sending Susan to her knees. Your fight is with me, Tucker howled. Let her go. Julian pulled free and leaped from Susan's back, landing lightly to face Tucker. Come, he said in a hiss. Let's see how many lives you have left. Tucker gathered his strength as he heard a distant alarm sound coming from somewhere else in the city. Vinny. Knowing the city was alerted at last, Tucker focused on Julian. Tucker, Susan said, be careful. He flicked his tail at her and went after the traitor. Susan could only watch as Tucker stalked forward. She just wanted to run and hide to let the cats deal with the rats now that they were aware. And they were aware. They flooded the gate, attacking the rats. But by now, the rats made up their minds to fight, and more were coming. She risked a peek around the edge of the gate and was shocked. There seemed to be no end to them. As far as her eye could see into the dark tunnel past the gate, the rats were coming. And the only things keeping them from all pouring in at once were the narrowness of the tunnel approach 
and the fact only one half of the gate was open. Susan knew then if she could get the gate closed, they would stand a chance. She pushed against it, but couldn't get it to budge. She put her back against it and shoved as hard as she could, heels digging into the stone, but the gate remained stubbornly open. Magic, she thought. Darn, I need magic to close the gate. Susan turned to get Tucker and came face to face with Kai. I don't know how you survived, Kai said, eyes flashing fire again, tail thrashing. But that will not last. Step away from the gate, Susan. He's worried, she thought. Why does he think I'm a threat? I don't even have any magic. Or do I? Susan shook her head. Get lost, she said. I'm busy. She pushed again, but still no luck. There has to be a way, she thought. Kai slunk closer, belly low, tail twitching. Only human magic can close it, and only a few cats have it, he said. I guess you'd be one? She knew she was right when he flinched and snarled at her. I warn you, girl, he hissed. Step away from the gate, now. Susan ignored him, trying to think. Kai leaped at her. She ducked, swatting at him with her hands, knocking him to the ground. She got a hold of him as she had with Julian, pinning him by the scruff of the neck. Unlike Julian, he didn't bite. Instead, Susan felt that thrill, the same one from the statue in the garden, go through her when she touched the cat. Shocked, she almost let him go. Kai froze under her grip. Release me, he said. As if, Susan said. Use your magic to close the gate and I'll think about it. Kai tensed and started to laugh. Forgive me, he said. I am a fool. Here I thought you knew. Release me, Susan. You are in no danger from me. Knew what? She asked. Let me go. Kai stopped laughing and lay limp on the ground. Be a good kitty, she said, releasing him slowly. Kai stood up and shook himself. He looked up at her. So much is lost to your people now, he said. A shame, really. Especially considering how close you came to being able to save the city all by yourself. She scowled down at him. What are you talking about? Goodbye, Susan, Kai said and threw a ball of pink light directly at her. And that's the end of this chapter. But come back next time to see 
Is Susan going to figure it out and be able to close the gate? Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>